there, this is Frankie. And this is Jana. And we're the owners of Zenly Yoga Studio. Zenly is a neurodivergent owned and operated studio in St. Peter's on Gadigal land. We made a space where neurodivergent, BIPOC, queer, fat, disabled and just nervous people can come and experience movement. We have quiet corners, low lighting, accessibility aids and trauma-informed staff. Have a first free class on us. Go to zenly.com.au, sign up and use the offer code NYNT. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Not Your Neurotypical Podcast, the podcast dedicated to exploring the real experiences, insights, challenges and perspectives of neurodivergent individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Raylene Sebastian, and I was diagnosed with ADHD later in life. In each episode, we'll be delving into the fascinating world of neurodivergence, a concept that celebrates the incredible diversity of human minds. We'll unravel misconceptions, share personal stories, and offer practical insights to create a more inclusive and accepting world for everyone. Whether you're neurodivergent, neurotypical, or somewhere in between, this podcast is your bridge to building empathy, breaking down barriers, and fostering a community where differences are not just acknowledged, but celebrated. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Before we jump in, a note on our content. This is created for adult audiences only. We advise listener and reader discretion for depictions and discussions of mental illness, existential struggle, and some downright filthy language. It can be a lot to take in. So if you need a breather, take a break or come back later. Remember, help is available at Lifeline by calling 13 11 14. Hey guys, it's Ray. Um, I just wanted to leave a little note here. If you're still listening to this, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for your support and just listening to me ramble on. Um, and to the incredible uh, guests that I have on here, um, their stories are definitely worth listening to um, and definitely sharing. Um, but I just wanted to say thanks so much for supporting still and a reminder to look after yourself. Um, having ADHD definitely leads to burnout. Um, but managing it is the most important thing to do. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. In this episode, I interview Cass. She recently completed her double degree in arts and law, graduating with her first class honours, her thesis considered the conceptual conflicts in Australian environmental law. Likewise, Cass's ADHD diagnosis at age 28 helped her to make sense of her private struggles along her outward successes. She's enjoyed an eclectic career zigzagging through multiple industries, advertising, advocacy, education and law. Now that she's survived her season of overachievement, Cass is looking forward to embarking on her unmasked era. We talk about fooling workplaces as being neurotypical, ableism, masking, the menstrual cycle, being Asian and how ADHD affects marriage. 
Just a side note here, in this episode I mentioned that I'm not out in this workplace, but in the past couple of months I have changed jobs and this interview was pre-recorded. Um, it's December now uh, that this episode is out and I'm in a much better space and workplace and um, I am very much accepted for who I am completely. Welcome to episode 11 of Not Your Neurotypical Podcast. I'm here with Cass again, finally. Thank you, Cass, for joining. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty excited to see your, your face after all this. <laughs> yeah, this talk. Yeah. No, it's, it's been great. Yeah. Um, uh, for anyone who is listening, um, it's been really uh, great to con- connect with, with Cass. Uh, we have a mutual friend and um, uh, it's been really interesting to get to know her um and slowly now you and I'm sure Mm. but you have a lot of interesting facts about you just reading your bio was just uh it's extremely ADHD right (laughs) it's an amazing (laughs) roller coaster of of achievements and um I think um I mean I'd love for you to tell us all about it who are you and what are you (laughs) I guess like I'm a recovering human doing and I'm I'm moving towards doing the human being as much as possible but just because I'm uh, a little bit more practiced at the human doings I kind of will resort to the stuff I've been doing for a long time so I'm a DJ I'm a designer like digital and graphic design and until very recently I was a um as a, a lawyer with training wheels on so uh, that really? was probably, yeah, the most <laughs> recent thing that I added to my resume. Wow. Um, yeah. So, but like right now the DJ hat is on. So I've, I've yeah. gone back to events. My husband and I, we've been running like an events business since we were really young, like, like early twenties, just DJing people's mm-hmm. parties in their backyards and then kind of moving up to um, corporate functions and people's weddings. And I don't know if you've been to a wedding recently, but it's just, it, it, the level of production for people's weddings has just increased exponentially. It it's really has. Yeah, it really has. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, though. Um, you have a ton of experience, and I think that's what I appreciate a lot about um yourself and people with ADHD. That just they're um, I don't know how to call it, but it's like you know they can camouflage themselves into different things because it's easy to absorb all that, right? And and mm. you can be professionals in different spaces. And it's an amazing thing to, to hear about. But yeah, that the wedding topic, oh my God, that can that can span ages. I so many stories and it's so <laughs> stupid. It's so interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean for sure. That's probably the, the best word to have. It is it definitely interesting. I mean I'm a maid of honor um at the <laughs> moment for Sorry. yeah, for a best friend. And she like I'm so lucky that she's just such an organized woman in mm-hmm. general so I'm just mm-hmm. like great I know what you're like you you know your time frame's done so and then mm-hmm. like she made a joke the other day she was like she was telling her, her other friend she's like oh you know Ray I feel like Ray is actually a lot more um, organized than she ever was for her, her own wedding <laughs> and I'm like that's a compliment though at least I love you enough to do that and that's great and I, and I do that is such I, a classic ADHD so because if you can like get that interestingness yes. of it being for somebody for somebody you love yeah. You're switched on. You are Absolutely. locked in. You are this is like hyper focused. You're zone. You're in the zone. And yeah. it's so funny that you mentioned uh, like your wedding versus someone else's wedding yeah. because I was undiagnosed when I was planning my own wedding. Me too. So, right. So it, it is 
it dominated my life oh, when, yeah. I, when I was in my mid-20s. And my wedding vows literally have me saying to my husband, I'm sorry that I ignore you when the TV's on and I'm always late. <laughs> oh, like I'll, prom- I'll, prom- I'll promise to, you know, be, you know, I can't promise that I can't, that I'll be on time, but I promise mm. I'll love you forever. <laughs> but I look back and say, oh my God, baby Cass. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's like looking back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like videos of that moment of being (laughs) extremely unbalanced. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, yeah, thinking about at that in general. Yeah, like I, I mean, I was diagnosed like literally a week after, and when we received like after we got married, and when we received the um, our wedding videos, just watching it, I was just cringing because I was just like, oh my god, this is this is who I am, and like I'm not afraid of it, but it was just like okay. I understand this was definitely ADHD and it's becoming, you know, so um, it was great. I should have shown that to my psychiatrist. I would have been diagnosed straight away. So, um, but yeah, no, right. Like you, you get so overwhelmed, but it's such a, it's a, mm. you just think it's passion though, because it is. And it is, yeah. I think it's such a, like a learned response to sort of seeing mm. yourself and going, Ooh, and like getting the ick from yourself. Like when yeah. you're a kid and you see, you see yourself on like a recording, you're like, hey, hell yeah, that's me. Right, but and I'm pretty sure everyone who's looking at the recording of you on your wedding day is going, "Oh my god, stunning, beautiful, queen yeah. icon." Yeah. <laughs> it's just us who's been, who are just bullying ourselves. Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, like I said, there, whoever listens listens to the podcast and people that I know, they always go, "Like you sounded so great." I'm like, "Yeah," and then you hear me. <laughs> I'm going like, "No," you hear me say, "I think," you know, blah blah, and they're like, "No," but mm. content, you know, content's great. I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's true. yeah, you're like your own worst critic. So, um, yeah, I guess it's always good. You give yourself some kind of reinforcement there. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to go back to your your diagnosis. Um, first of all, your mixed race, your Thai yes. and and Australian, is that correct? Yep. So, like, just yes. a random assortment of European yes. people, like <laughs> mostly mostly English and Scottish. So that's where yeah. I get my my um my very Anglo last name. Yes, right. You're yeah. also a spelling mistake in my first name, which I'm still figuring oh, out. No way. Oh, God. Yeah, really, yeah. Oh, that's so, always fun. Yeah. I, was, I went to birth, where is it, birth, death, the marriages, marriages, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one, and I, like, got a new birth certificate. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, well, that's... Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, so now I've just been updating all my documents with that extra oh. S that I was denied. <laughs> what a what a long process I, I yeah I mean did you did you change your name after getting married or did you keep yes, your after yeah because well? it would have been such a um right. it, like a administrative labor yeah. already with the wedding and then trying to get that done mm. I was just like I can live with my marriage to get having yes. my slightly yeah. misspelled name on it yeah. yeah um I just yeah I feel like this whole this part of the, the, the our um, our episode will be about weddings, but um, sorry, uh, no, no, please. It's I mean, it's like every season. A wedding is every season, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. But no, it's, I completely just locked down. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Um, I completely feel you about the like the admin duties of, of changing your names. Like, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a long process, but that um, you know, it's the same as being diagnosed. So, um, ironically, um. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I, I want to say like yeah, you're well, you're my second Asian, um, I guess Woo-woo. human, 
on my podcast, apart from myself and my cousin who we, was on there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We exist. And this yeah. is something I've, I've very, it's been very hard for me to find because, you know, again, it's a lot. It's about generational trauma, generational, you know, knowledge as well. And um, it's the whole taboo and the stigma. So it's it's been tough mm. to find people in our circles and let alone mm. Australia too. I think I think a lot of people are still trying to learn how to really advocate themselves and speak up about mm. it. And that's not, I'm not like holding anything against them, but I think that's what I mean. It's like you're, you're trying to find these people who are struggling and yeah. so few are even identifying. Mm, exactly right. yeah like is it safe yeah. like I got diagnosed mm. actually five years ago oh, almost right. to so the to the day is when I got the email from the clinic oh. that I approached for my diagnosis oh, so wow. I was like well, I wonder how long it is and it's actually five years to the day wow oh con- congratulations if you spicy yeah. brain yeah. anniversary <laughs> Oh, I love that. Well, I think uh, this is really great to be talking in your 50th anniversary of your diagnosis. That's a, that's so a good much. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of neurospicy, what is your neurospice? <laughs> um, so I'm, I think I, I think I'm ADHD primarily inattentive. Mm-hmm. So PI, I'm like privately investigating my whole, <laughs> my internal experience, <laughs> external experience. Yeah. So the hyperactivity is like in my brain. Yes yeah yeah Internally. yeah oh nice yeah I um actually something I've always wanted to try to debunk to people is that yeah like not everyone shows the hyperactive like you can tell tell mm-hmm. from me it's very much in your face but like with other people and and you know I I had a recent co-worker who was saying like you know but you know but when people take medication you know and they have ADHD it's like oh but they turn into a zombie I'm like yeah but that's because their brain's finally lost that hyperactivity for a while they finally can focus mm. and I think a lot of people sort of understand the difference where you know you can be hyperactive or inattentive and you can have combined mm. like I'm very certain I'm mm. fine like mm. I was just told I had it I think my psychiatrist was like you they just got to give it. you the yes I didn't tell you this subset you didn't tell you yeah. you're, you're rising yeah exactly nothing it was just like yeah you got it go here you go do your thing oh, um man. But no, I'm definitely combined because I have both days where I'm, I mean I'm always hyperactive and then I've got mm. the others where I'm just like and a shell mm-hmm. I need to be in the bed mm-hmm. like cover myself yeah. but um yeah, yeah like yeah. it's it's like also um like taps into just being being a woman or being mm. assigned yes. female at birth even yes. and then being Asian and having mm-hmm. this very particular history of um the way you're socialized from mm. you know from being a child so I don't That's know right. if I had a different socialization would I be primarily inattentive I don't think so because I was much mm. more rambunctious as a child mm. and um yeah like I don't think that it is I don't know I think it's a lot more squishy and I probably and I suspect <laughs> that's kind of why they didn't really worry too much and like these subsets mm. like yeah are they useful I don't yeah. know yeah it's just there <laughs> to help you identify <laughs> yeah um so sorry they don't want us to win really i know they won't let us be great 
It's okay. As long as there's a backup, we're fine. Yeah, we're if it keeps going, we're, we're just going to keep going through it. I'm so sorry. No, sorry. Um, I will have to write that up. Keep getting cut off. <laughs> um, anyway, as I was saying, what were we saying? We're talking, we're talking about, about yes. um, presentation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just there to identify yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and help no, us no, identify is, those I, I, things. I'm there is, like, there is a use, like, you can like, no, see yeah. yourself more clearly in one of the three sets of presentations. I think that is useful. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, like, I think I was, like, I, yeah, I know a lot of people that identify, like, you know, their ADHD combined or hyperactive or inattentive. Um, it helps them, mm-hmm. you know, because you can obviously see it mm-hmm. or it just helps someone help you understand yeah. them. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm still learning about using it as a I believe it's identity first language. Mm-hmm. I only just learned that it's like just saying I am ADHD as opposed to I have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's very interesting, and I, I you know that's that's what this is here for. Like I'm here to learn and here to provide that like just informative space mm. because not everyone knows about no, this because don't. you kind of just. Like I'm assuming, you know, after your diagnosis, how did how did you feel? I mean, that was five years ago, and like now it's really coming up a lot more. Yeah. How did you feel when you received your diagnosis? Um, it, was it was really overwhelming. I remember sort of. Mm. Um, I don't know how I, I came know across how the video because it was very much before very much this kind of big um, shift, mm. which you know people are all in a you know bit of tizzy about oh no we over diagnosing people it's just just like relax mm. um, yeah um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is like okay I will rant about that later but it was <laughs> it was there weren't so many um sort of people who were very public and so when I came across um Jessica McCabe who runs a YouTube mm-hmm. channel how to ADHD she did a TEDx talk in 2017 mm. and I got it I got to it a year yeah. later and I just remember just being, just sitting there and she's talking about her life and it may as well have been about my life, you know, just the, the persistent contradiction of um, being bright, being very uh, effervescent and mm. having such an appetite for being alive as well as just, mm. um, I think the title was failing at being normal which was just so perfect because mm. that's what I felt like. I felt like I couldn't reconcile these two conflicting things about me where I just couldn't show up on time to things. I just couldn't keep things in my brain. I would like ghost friends like ghost or play dates. <laughs> and I'd just be so profoundly ashamed all of the time because it must mean that I'm just a morally <laughs> decrepit person that I just oh. keep disrespecting and disregarding the people around me and I can't take care of things on my own and at the same Mm -hmm. time being really responsible for a lot because I don't know where you are in your like birth order amongst your siblings but like youngest youngest. so like I'm sure your eldest sibling is probably like hey I'm like parent number like parent number three or two (laughs) and so they they're always whining about that so I'm the eldest daughter so I'm just like gotcha um, yeah. <laughs> right. Responsibility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I think I, I, I do know that video you're talking about. Um, I stumbled upon that very later. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. It, um, she encap- encapsulated a lot of just the experience of mm-hmm. an ADHD. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that would have helped you understand a lot more of, of what you were going yeah. through, which is very helpful. Yeah. Um, 
and it's people like them that really yeah, so, bring this condition more visible right yeah so, yeah um, because i just even you know um a few years after getting my diagnosis i would just hear mm-hmm. people at work in my life would just make offhanded comments about it which made it which made me receive the message very loud and clear that it wasn't safe like it wasn't it, to mm-hmm. to be open about that, you know like right um yeah and just like people like you know friends sort of talking about oh my teacher says my kid has adhd how dare she like it's the worst thing ever to happen to your child's just like mm-hmm. actually it mm-hmm. isn't and actually maybe like it just something you know to understand about this person that you're trying to help develop yeah that's right um it's interesting you said that because um like the next few episodes I mean as of as of our recording I only have um about five episodes out but in the next few months obviously they'll come out soon but um my recent interviewees have all had similar like they're all from a work perspective because they've talked about how you know how much of a not so safe space it mm. is to to be out about that at work mm. right and it, it is it's difficult because you have to almost battle yourself to figure out whether or not it is the proper thing to do yep. um I know for myself I, I was very lucky I was very fortunate to just be like hey I have it um it will not affect me these are my strengths <laughs> anything negative I will handle that myself and I will tell you if I need a day off but that is for me to manage mm-hmm. If there's anything else that you do not like, it, it will not be tied to that. Move on. And mm. like, luckily they were very like, it, like, you know, it got to the point where it was just like, it became such a joke, but it was like, a, not like a stigmatized joke. It was more just like, oh, you're not in your meds today. Huh? I'm like, yeah, I'm not. And it was just like such a fun thing because mm. I never thought anything because they understood and I knew mm. what they were coming from. It was mm. more out of the goodness of their heart. It wasn't out of like, oh, you're not yeah, in your meds yeah, today. How are you not, you know? Yeah. It's like, like yeah teasing, not kind of like yeah yeah it's not shady yeah that that's right I love that for you I love that (laughs) when I hear that about like several people who um I know in like my community Mm. sort of ADHD spicy brain groups Mm. I love to get in the whatsapp (laughs) and hear about like my friend who's like oh I'm out at work everybody knows and you know we work around it we get I get accommodations I just love that for her Mm. and I just wish that we could all find that that place where we fit you know where we're wanted absolutely um and I uh recently I actually talked to Patricia I should actually link you to her I'll write that down sorry Patricia um she I speak to her and she actually got an order of Australia for for doing her work she is a global um like advocate and she um, you know, speaks about nurturing neurodiversity and in workplaces, mm-hmm. and she's amazing. Um, I spoke with her. I met up with her because I thought how oh, she was diagnosed at fifty six, and like, and you know, like I and I just thought how amazing she is that she's turned mm-hmm. it around to make it work for herself. And she has a, a a wonderful message, and I'll leave that for for anyone to listen to in the episode coming up. But she leaves a like a really good message to mm-hmm. in regards to workplace accommodation because it's something mm-hmm. that's super important, like you said it's it you know it shouldn't be something we're ashamed of but because of what it is like we are Mm -hmm. ashamed of it and that's unfortunate um and I have learned recently this this term which is called um ableism ableism um -hmm. it's a a new thing and I I don't mm, and how people kind of are ableists because because of that and um so that I guess that ties in as well but yeah like you said about um 
I guess with with friends as well and how their understanding of ADHD um I mentioned this before where in school I had no clue what ADHD was like I think the only thing we were taught was it was ADD Mm -hmm. um and and that was that like there was no other mention we never really get taught about it right and um yes I mean you know what was your experience like I mean after you got diagnosed were you very open about it with your community um I think I told my immediate family but like Mm -hmm. I didn't and I told a few friends that I'm close with but I definitely would never disclose to my employers prospective employers Mm. um yeah that was something that I've never done and I'm still in the so when they when you when you get to the like implication stage and they're kind of like would Mm-hmm. do you want to check the box like do you need accommodations and yeah i never check i'm like right. this is a trap you know <laughs> um yeah so I, I i don't and i don't know like if that's the right thing or if it's the wrong thing yet mm. i think mm-hmm. i don't i'm i'm too close at the moment i think the perspective mm. time and distance will sort of let me know more clearly if that is the right choice or if i should have made a different choice but that's just how mm. my my path has unwound up until this point and I completely mm. um, understand where someone's coming from, especially when you get in these very like hyper-competitive um, faux woke spaces, like faux liberal, mm. like we're very inclusive and blah, mm. blah, blah, but there's nothing really about yes. neurodiversity and, and the, you know, the, the marginalizations that are mentioned are only very cosmetically um Mm -hmm. really accounted for like it's very skin deep it's very superficial so Mm -hmm. yeah it's just this big wank (laughs) and you can't take all of it seriously like you really can't like people will say oh you know we're very understanding we can have a doona day and Mm -hmm. it's like if you do take the do today, you're not you're not taking it stress free. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what they write what it's, they write in tough. the job ad and how it gets like mm. how it is when you're actually in the sea mm-hmm. it's, it's two different things. Oh absolutely. And that's um it's it's a big topic to cover because um like you, uh, I was gonna say there was something there where um I like how you said it was a faux. Yeah, it's faux um, yeah, for all that, mm-hmm. which is true because um, you're right, it is skin deep because it's more just them trying to reach out to you be like, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. help you, we'll, you know, we'll do everything that we can to make sure that you're safe. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, really? <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and like, do you think, so, so like a lot of the these case. sort of like funky, mm-hmm. like corpos, they, they're like, <laughs> we want different like, people, like different out the box mm-hmm. yes. thinkers of the future. You get there and then you're just doing the same shit you did in your soulless job but the soulless job was a bit more honest about it and I didn't have to like permanently like divert like a ongoing cognitive reserve to keeping up this facade Mm. where oh no this is the coolest place I've ever worked and everybody has to do that Mm. and at Mm. the same time you're not getting anything about what you need the way that your Mm. your brain works um the the way that you are going to learn the job is not regarded as legitimate or it's a waste of time or yeah and it's it's just suffering it's suffering (laughs) yes 
I feel you. You're so passionate, and I understand. Um, no, I. It, it's just there's so much to cover in this 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 umbrella because it's. Um, you're right. It's it's a facade. Um, and I've been in both situations, like uh, my new role, and I mean, um, you know, when this episode comes out, I will be in that new role. But um, they are lovely people, and I've met them. Like I made mm-hmm. an effort to meet them and understand where they're coming from, and they're like they're we're amazing. I still am not out with them. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I hope I will be by the time this comes out. But, um, like, because I'm already such an open book, I'm like, well, let, mm-hmm. let it just come organically because I kind of want mm-hmm. them to see my strengths, then yeah. let it come out. Because that's how I kind of was with Absolutely. my last role, where yeah. it was like they just knew that my strengths were this, and this is how I was in a workspace. And, like, you know, there wasn't um, mm-hmm. accommodations needed because, I, you know, for my whole life I was masking neurotypically. I knew how to do that all that stuff. But... Mm-hmm you know, then obviously receiving my diagnosis, they were like, okay, now we get it, why you do certain mm-hmm. things certain ways. And it's, but it never, mm-hmm. never posed a problem. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just for others to really understand that, yeah, you know, our brains are wired differently and we function at a different yeah. speed and, and all this other stuff. Yeah. So, and it's yeah. tough for people to even get there because it's like, yeah, like, but it's kind of more an individual thing. Like not everyone works at the same, at the same pace, right? Just because you mm-hmm. pump us through the same school, same education mm-hmm. system doesn't mean yeah. we all work at the same level. It doesn't, exactly. make, it doesn't work make sense yeah um, different you rates, could do like, the same degree and like, yeah mm-hmm. that's it that's right mm-hmm. um and like no one writes the same like not like when they no. did when they taught you to do the same penmanship um you know it's 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 just kind of really understanding that it is a unique experience for every every individual and like i, I mm-hmm. said this in my speech at the disability expo it's like not not one person is the same like you know you've met one mm. person with ADHD you've only met one person with ADHD and yeah it's so important um but yeah like you you get this not this I mean I guess so like it's a fear of shame mm. because you're, you're so used to that RSD right you're so mm-hmm. used to when you're telling someone and of course it's, it's work it's serious it's like it's a different sphere like, whereas you know mm. you're in a it's if you have a family and friends, of course they accept you. They know you. They it's just mm-hmm. another title to add to yourself that they, you know, want to identify for you and all mm-hmm. that. But another reason to love them for them to love you, right? But when you're in this workspace, it's so different. There's so many layers to it, right? It can affect yeah. so many things. And and it shouldn't. Um, you know, realistically, if you do the work that they tell you to do, great. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> that's all they pretty much hire you for. And I saw yeah. this like post the other day, it was like oh, you're only doing what you're here to do. It's like it's what I signed the contract deal. for. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. And I like, I feel like I've, I don't know if I make this up, but you know, my brain works differently. Um, But I feel like I've seen someone create a contract for themselves for mm. their employer to sign, mm. to sign so that they understand how they work. And I'm like, oh my god I would totally do that yes. yeah 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 because then you could go back to your lawyers <laughs> yeah and just be like well they they know what they were getting into like they knew that I would take certain days mm-hmm. off they knew I would mm-hmm. you know and but yeah it's it's interesting like you have to work the way that we work not the other way around it's like um yeah yeah my thing happened like yeah. that I've, I've tried I've tried like other side the flip side of being someone who is very good masking is that you get so practiced at it that you tell you sort of fool yourself into thinking let's just try harder if i just plan better 
then I'll be indistinguishable from somebody who doesn't have um, the set of like the equipment that I'm working with. You know, I could be functionally yes. neurotypical. And, mm. and I say that mm-hmm. not wanting to sort of lend strength to this imaginary hypothetical neurotypical person who's not bothered by no, of course. the indignities of having to work um, in this kind of dehumanizing economy, economic system, right? Like that doesn't, mm-hmm. that doesn't really exist. All people mm-hmm. are functioning as best they can. And there's not this like perfect worker that really is a true thing. That's just like a myth mm. that um, helps us to sort of um, stigmatize people who can't measure up to this impossible standard, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when I keep thinking that if I'm, if I'm truly clever enough that I'll be able to fool everybody, including myself. And that's, yeah. that's when, yeah. that's when I fuck up. Like that's when yeah. um, I'm not taking care of myself because I'm like pedal to the metal. Um, mm. Yeah. Just burning the fuck out then. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, that's right. I, I like how you've um, described all that because it's very spot on um, and you've, yeah, you've described almost every late diagnosis ADHD because for their whole lives, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they masked because that's, you know, I always, I always thought I was just mirroring people, sociology. Just like, part of it, know, right? I just learned that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, that's just me. That's just how I, I was like, no, 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 no. It's because you don't know how, you know, you have to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um there's only so much it's only so long you can keep that up for like yes you can do it very well but it is extremely Mm. draining (laughs) absolutely Um, absolutely and we exist and that's where you burn out no i've just found it (laughs) exactly and that's when people kind of yeah and that's when people kind of then go i should get a diagnosis because this doesn't sound right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um but it's unfortunate that our yeah the system doesn't work for us that way Mm. and um, I guess that's why we're here to kind of, hey, like say, you know, tell people like, hey, this isn't, this shouldn't be the norm or, you know, common thing that's happening. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't imagine like looking back at work, do you like, do you think you would have been more, would you have liked to be, I guess, be more out about it or? Um, it's hard to say. Uh, I think mm. what I wish I could have done was um probably been more like just to back myself and not kind of have this feeling of I need to work so much harder to make up for the fact that I'm different uh because Mm. not only does that not work like trying to do things the way that somebody else like the regular person would do it or the way that um it's normally done it doesn't like it like it doesn't work for me I need to do learn um you know design things the way that my brain needs it to be done um for the thing to get done um and it's worth it like I'm like Mm. I'm very clever (laughs) what a dick what a dick you are I'm very clever own it and and (laughs) because people don't get it and like some people Mm. don't get it it's um it's scary because it's like are you gonna waste are you gonna waste resources on doing it this way and mm-hmm. what i ha- what i wish what i do wish is that i believed in myself more 
that I could mm -hmm. do it the way that I needed to do it and mm -hmm. it wouldn't be the bad way to do it. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. No, yeah, I, it does. It does. As opposed I, to trying to I, do it I, in I, the neurotypical way, quote unquote, whatever that way is. Yes, right? which would have made you, which would have made it a lot more of a longer process and draining for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't understand it that way. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I mean, again, like we work at such a different level. Yeah, and oftentimes, like that's the best way because it we is. come up with all these different solutions exactly. and, and creative, you know, exactly. processes. Um, I want to say you're making me realize a lot of these things that I didn't work, which is a great thing. This is why we're having conversations, and I love that. Um, I want to point out when I was in work, I. It was I, like you said, you re, you become really good at fooling people, mm -hmm. and I felt that I did the same. Like I fooled, you know, I didn't purposely, but mm -hmm. obviously, like just <laughs> how we are. <laughs> Sorry, so good. Husband's home. Um, okay. um, as you were saying, like um, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, as you were saying, like um. Yeah, like you get so good at fooling people, you know, what, what, while it wasn't intentional, mm. um, I was just so, I became so good at just telling people or like just showing people how I was doing things to make processes, you know, mm. yeah, you know, kind of business development wise, make it better. Mm. And, you know, they, it never crossed their mind, like to, to doubt me because they were like, oh yeah, this is great. Sounds amazing. Mm -hmm which is always good because it felt like a great environment for me to just flourish. Mm -hmm. uh, but then on the one hand to now think back and go, if I did that in a different environment that didn't accept that, mm -hmm. they would have gone, this is you trying to function a different way. You're trying to change things. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, it would have just been like, why are you doing this? Yeah. You're only doing it to make sure that you can function at this. Way. It's like, yeah, but accommodations again, it goes back to accommodations because yeah. at least we're doing the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, it could be better. Like, like just, yeah. Like for a, consider it for a second that it's actually an improvement. It'd be progression. Let's iterate this a tiny bit, and it actually mm. might be better than what we had before. Um, That's right. Yeah, and it's just like it's. It'd be less time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's because I don't know if you've seen that study that came out this year mm -hmm. about the um, the imaging that they did on that really really like large sample size of like teens and adults and like how um they've located something that is kind of common to everybody who um mm -hmm. has these kind of you know neurotypical presentations and is um mm -hmm. like a like a, a reduced uh, synaptic pruning so like your neural mm -hmm. pathways um get you know they undergo pruning during like adolescence and um mm -hmm just when I heard that I was just like oh my god that makes so much sense that we're you know mm. autistic people people with ADHD and other types of um neuroatypical people we're like walking around mm. um with mm. way more like brain infrastructure we're like working mm -hmm. really really hard just existing because we're processing so much information and everything is so hyper connected so mm. you know, that's why we're like this that's right <laughs> Or, or um, like a big part like of the reason why. I mean, it may, you know, we may find out something that, you know, this is, there's nothing in it. But to me, it just felt like, <laughs> at the very least, a very great, like, really, like, powerful visual metaphor. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I, I never heard of that. But, um, like, the study, it's great to to know that. Um, but I like how you said, like, yeah, you, we are, we're working hard to just exist. Yeah. Um, 
it's really tough. Probably frozen again. Part twenty-four. Oh, again. Go. oh my goodness! Sorry. <laughs> we both. I saw you on a freeze frame. I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. Okay. It's good. It's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's enforced hydration breaks because otherwise, I will be. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way to look at it. Now I've got to write that. Part four. I've never had a part four before. My goodness. You're right. I do need a, a water break. I have all this sugar now. I shouldn't have that. Mm. This is fun. Thank though. you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's quick, quick dopamine. Mm -hmm. Um, we're saying. Um, I was saying like yeah, the way that you described, um, living, working hard to exist. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very spot on. Yeah. Um, like, imagine because, like imagine. Yeah having to having like not being able to breathe unconsciously imagine that not being an automatic thing that your body does like mm, like mm. to have to divert consciously energy to breathe is what it feels like a lot of the time to just kind of take care mm. of oneself with this kind of brain mm. in this kind of environment um mm -hmm. with these kind of um you know like all these kind of demands on us that's how that's how like it feels to me at least that I'm just yeah really really working hard to do to do the minimum really doesn't like us today mm -mm. <laughs> oh, oh, good. you were talking about breathing and then it okay yeah so it was just a thought that I think I like it yeah I, I heard a bit of it yeah it was good, yeah, it was good. I um yeah, um, it's fine. We'll, we'll leave that in. But, um, yeah, you're right. It's like I think of that like when we have to yeah, consciously, you know, divert our processes of thinking mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time yeah. because we have to kind of shut off that part of the brain that thinks too much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then kind of just go, okay, wait, I've got to tunnel vision everything, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, yeah, um, it, it's a lot of effort. It is a lot of effort, especially when you do get – locked into yeah. it so like I have this image in my mind of about my when mind. I'm working on something or thinking or researching something I have like brain tendrils that like like emerge from my cranium and then like I'm fully yeah. entangled into the thing that I'm doing and if somebody like yeah. comes along and is like or yes. some it's time to do this yeah and it's just like bro I'm yeah. like fully like embedded. I'm yeah. yeah like this needs yeah. like an hour for me to sort of unfurl and like like retract yeah. my tendrils back into my head and then I can think about yeah. something else and um I like that imagery yeah. it's, it, it, it's like, nearly physical it's nearly physical yeah what oh, it yeah. feels like oh yeah you know and um yeah. you know and that's that's the developmental aspect I think because you know that's mm. something that was really hard as a kid you know to be interrupted when you're playing a game or reading a mm. book or like in the middle of like mm. something very like um like compelling and arresting and you know keep like the people in charge of you are like it's time to get ready for school or it's time to have dinner and it's just it's so jarring 
and I still mm. it's still a difficult thing like I don't melt down anymore or as much <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. but like it's so difficult to regulate like and that's what I reckon mm. is um missing from like the label or like the, the categorization like ADHD mm. it's like it's it's not a deficit it's not a de- it's a surplus it's, a it's an overabundance mm. it's a regulation thing man and it's not my fault that mm. like I love things and I find things interesting um if yeah. anything maybe you should find something interesting how is it <laughs> like sad for you actually happy for me <laughs> why aren't you obsessed with something extremely niche <laughs> I was just like, hey, you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> love that. I just, it felt like I was just talking to Panica. I'm sorry. I did, just, just, I lost I it. Panica. It was hilarious. I'll, yeah, I was just like, wait, why does that sound funny? <laughs> but no, it like just sounds like I'm talking to a friend who's just like, come on, like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that just understands it because it's true. Yeah, yeah. I, that's so true. Because you're right. Like, when people go, why are you so obsessed with strawberries? I'm like, what do you mean, why? why like, why aren't you obsessed, obsessed with something else as well? Yeah. <laughs> And then they're all like, oh, I don't, I'm not obsessed with it either. I'm like, that's good for you. What are you obsessed with then? Tell me. Be interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be interested. Because um, right? it makes oh, you interested. Yeah. Like it's a. That's right. Like that's a, right. It's much better. It's like yeah. a, it's a uruboros. You know that snake that eats its own tail? Yes. Like, yeah. You can't, I can't yeah. pronounce it, but you know what I mean. It's a, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but it just. Yeah, it does. That that baffles me. Because I'm, I mean, yeah, you're so used to being in your head a lot mm-hmm. that you're like, this is so normal for mm-hmm. me. What do you mean other people don't do this mm-hmm. as well? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. It's so boring to just yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And like, and like what I, uh, I documented my whole like process of medication. And one of my other first thoughts was like, is this how boring it is? <laughs> like, I know that's really, I'm not trying to get people off or on med. I'm like, I'm not encouraging or discouraging. I'm just saying that's what I thought. And it was just, yeah, it, that really made me laugh. I was yeah. the same. I was yeah. just like, Wow. Like, you mean you don't, like, like, you've never had your life destroyed by a piece of media that you feel, you feel unhealthy about? Yeah. Like, you've never had, like, multiple conversations with yourself and Mm -hmm. and different storylines and and all, like, yeah, I, I I think I just became too in love with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. But, um, it was, yeah. Uh, but speaking of what, what did you, what do you appreciate um, about having this, ADHD? this? So like when you find someone else's neurospicy <laughs> and then you vibe out, yeah. like you vibe, vibe out really hard. So like my siblings, we're yeah. all, we're, I think we're all diagnosed now. And um, mm-hmm. when we get together, so my husband, <laughs> he's like, uh, let me know if you guys are going to be all in one room. Like I just need to prepare myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see. I see. Because, <laughs> like, when we'll all be vibrating violently at the same or similar frequencies, yeah. and it's like we're barely speaking English. We're just, we're just like wrapping just like constant references and quips and in jokes at each other, and just, just it's, it's almost vocal violence to be <laughs> in the space. Yes. Yeah. I love vocal violence. Oh my God. How relatable. I love that. That's so true. Um, yeah, uh, I I mean, like we talked about, you don't want to out anybody, but I always mm. say, I'm like, I have people in my family mm. that I'm very, and I'm always like, this is, but you, but you realize because of all the, like, like, like you said, vocal violence and your vibrations, mm. I'm like that with my family and mm. my cousins and, and whoever I have 
connections with because like that's my safe space because I don't have to mask around them and that and that's that's such a precious thing to have though and like your your husband to just go I'm gonna give you the space yeah, yeah. because I need yeah and like yeah, yeah. yeah. like he loves them all I like, love he that. loves that's them so and good. they love him yeah it's just his energy yeah. is like as as like like up here as I am he's like I'm down here yeah. man like he's chill I'm like mellow yeah, <laughs> he's mellow. yeah, yeah. Can't go any higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair. I'll enjoy it, but yeah. from a, like from from down here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, um, uh, I I agree. Um, I always say this. It's the whole, um, behind every nearest spicy person, there's a patient partner. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. It, Just like, yeah. Did you remember to eat? If you didn't, here's here's yeah. a plate of protein for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you need a rest? You look burnt yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. Just nap. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but it, I think that's the great thing to have this support network. And like you said, yeah, like having a community mm-hmm. that really helps you thrive, right? Yeah. And, and gives you that opportunity to just be your authentic exactly, self. Yeah. It's just a big, you know, big thing. It's, you, you don't know until you know. Like so many things yeah. that sounded like um, greeting cards when I was a kid, I'm like learning <laughs> fully, like through experience as an adult. Like, yeah. it's yeah. so draining it is so like um life disaffirming to have to pretend Mm. for the majority of your Mm. life to be something other than what you are and something Mm -hmm. like that's antithetical to your natural way of being Mm. thinking speaking and um yeah that's Mm -hmm. like you know something i realized um begrudgingly that like strength is different to something that to like a skill Mm -hmm. you can get really really Mm -hmm. good at something and that's what I've been spending Mm -hmm. my whole life doing getting fucking good at a bunch of different (laughs) things but it's not exactly a strength because just because you're good at something doesn't mean um like something that you're strong at you're it makes you happy it gives you energy it like you know um debates you in a good way and Mm. just pouring as much as I was into these things that you know would get me the gold star would get me you know the like the good eldest Asian immigrant's daughter award right I don't I don't know if like other parents I don't think other parents did this but like my mom would literally cover a wall in all my like certificates and achievements achievements yeah and that's such a double-edged sword because it's what oh yeah. I loved being celebrated in that way. It made Same. me feel good. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, yeah. If I'm if I to live up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So mm. I don't have quite as strong and intrinsic sort of motivation mm. to do things, and mm. you know, very like classic, very, like, classic <laughs> story. Like story. I wanted to go to I art school. To I wanted to go into art college or something, but mm. I did well in my like Mm -hmm. towards um the end of my high school progression and it just Mm -hmm. it was laughable that I would go to art school Mm -hmm. they were like no 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 we let you do these things that you're interested in but you are going to do something useful with your UAI you actually you you are right and I just I needed Mm -hmm. so little prompting to like okay I I, message received like I think my mom made like one Mm -hmm. quip about like being a starving artist who lived on noodles but like she said it in a very yeah. light-hearted way but I heard yeah, it yeah. loud and clear so I didn't I, I didn't even mm. apply it was it was I applied to as many law schools that would have like I could possibly have me and and then Amazing. that was it 
that was, that was, that was it. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Got there? My goodness. I think lost, bro. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's L wow. after L. But... <laughs> That's just, uh, yeah, but like you're hearing, like this is so, I, I don't mean to take it away from you, but like, I mean, like it, it, I hear about this a lot. Like it happened, it does happen um, because, yeah, you put yourself on a pedestal as well and, mm-hmm. and, but because for you it's like it was so you're so used to that and mm-hmm. and and I feel like it's both cultural and also like a mental thing like mm-hmm. it's um like I mean I I, I mean my parents like I'm like, the youngest but um they yeah they like you know whenever I got an award or whatever they were like oh yeah great like amazing mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. even now like they're very like oh we're so proud of you <laughs> even if it's like tiny things yeah. for them like they don't like I know that they don't value the same things I do, but like I've it's taken me time to go like and break that seal to go like this is what I like, this mm-hmm. is my passion, blah blah. And they're very much like, look, we're gonna we're gonna support you because you're happy, and I think that's what they've you know come to realize now. And um, and that's that's very important. It's very hard to mm-hmm. to to kind of get there with especially Asian parents, mm-hmm. right? And um, yeah, because like a lot of it is academic to report to mm-hmm. the community. Yes, my kid, my yes. offspring has the done X Y Z. And that's why oh, she's better than your kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm like the, it's weird. Cause I'm like academically, I was horrible. Like, I mean, like in school I did very well, but like uni, I just never got through it. Cause I just, I, that's when I failed. And that's when I was like, Oh, I've got it's ADHD. So hard. Um, well, it's so hard. It was difficult. It was an unstructured reality. I could not deal with it. And like, you know, it, it, it just meant that I could not, work in that environment mm-hmm. I mean I'd, I'd be happy to like, like study again that's not an issue it's just it, it wasn't it wasn't the best place for me mm-hmm. so eventually I will like I'm very much like you know we're all in ambi- I feel like you know AD- as ADHD as we're very ambitious yeah. and that's not an issue I think it's just yeah the environments that you're in but again like yeah I you know wasn't academic um towards adulthood but like you're tr- I kept trying because of because of imposter syndrome I kept going back mm. and then like I had uni friends that would go oh you're back haha you're gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna keep studying and I'm like they knew that because all my hyperactivity was all towards volunteering because I enjoyed that I thrived in this like, I was, it makes you alive yeah. that's your strength that's, that's right. the thing that's yes. making you strong and, yeah and that's what I honed in on and like I'm so glad that I realized that myself Me too. um because at least then I could kind of you know use that mm-hmm. as, you know in my future career and mm-hmm. Um, and I have, like, I, you know, I, at the moment, I still don't have, like, certificates or anything. But because of my experience and and how I, I guess, you know, how I present myself, mm-hmm. whether it's neurotypically or neurodivergent wise, I, mm-hmm. I you, that's my strength, and they see that. Mm-hmm. And like, literally, the, my the role that I'm in now, mm-hmm. um, I like they were just like, yeah, your your energy is amazing. Like, yeah. come join us. Yeah, and like, that's all they needed. And like for my parents, obviously it's Asian background. They want to see, like you said, they want to have the proof that oh, you finished a degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like the literally the word in, in Tagalog is like tapos, which means have you finished? Like oh have you God. finished your degree? Oh. And it's never like have you have you received it? Like it's just finished. Done. That's all you they want to the see. Results. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like I could literally just print one for you, mum, and you can just pretend. Like I don't know, right? And. But that's the thing, and it's like I, for years I was very much like battling the the postcode syndrome and and, and all yeah. that and arts everything, and because of all the executive dysfunction, yep. I couldn't get there, and I kept thinking I was a failure, and it, you know on top of that it made it all worse. So, mm-hmm. and then telling my parents like guys I cannot function this way, I can't get a degree, don't expect me to get one very soon because I'm actually thriving in my work, mm-hmm. 
Um, it's making me happy. Yeah. Education's lower, like lowest on my priority. It mm -hmm. might be for you, but that's your own happiness. Mm -hmm. And like my happiness matters right now. Mm -hmm. um, and like they've understood that. And luckily they're like, okay, well, you know, it's fine. Like it'll come. Yeah, because they're seeing like the proof before them. Yeah. You know, you like I feel like yeah. underneath that, you know, that all that pressure that's exerted is just this very mm. like real and raw need to know that your kid is going to be okay you know um mm, absolutely and, you know i fully like sympathize with that experience because it's so stressful mm. trying to like mm. get settled in a new country and everyone's fucking racist absolutely. the system is so yes. like hostile to people who don't like who aren't convenient and mm. you know it feels like a really surefire way to keep your kids safe, to let them know that if they succeed, mm. you can be safe, yes. right? And that's something yeah. that I've had to grapple with, like, mm. like my whole adult life. Because, like you, like, mm. like I, I, I like dropped out. Like, I, I couldn't, um, mm. I couldn't do it. Like, I just, mm. I didn't understand um, how to function in university yeah. when I first got there. I d didn't have like a support network. Um, because I had this, I already had this very like um, toxic snobbery, right? So I picked a university mm. that was farther away because I thought it was more mm. prestigious than a university. It was closer yeah. to me. So I would have yeah. to trek like the, like <laughs> it was like two, nearly two hours each way for me from, wow. from where I live to where Macquarie University is located. <laughs> So I just couldn't. Where we both went. That we both went to our beautiful, <laughs> we were beautiful alumni. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like it was just like such a slog. And of course, like I mm. like dropped out um, and I mm -hmm. never thought I'd go back. Like I just, and it was mm. such a, a source of shame to me. Um, so mm. like I didn't have the word for it, like the, yeah. the Tagalog word for like, have you finished? Um, but I had yeah, yeah. the message, like you didn't finish, like, yeah, and it was, it was yeah, so yeah. painful. It was so, so painful, even though it becomes instilled. Yeah. In you, hey. Yeah. And, mm. um, yeah. Like I went back, I went back, uh, for like a bunch of different reasons. Mm. And mm. <laughs> hey, you finished. Yeah, fucking finished. That's great. <laughs> hey. yeah. oh, it's an accomplishment. Yeah. Trust, I think, uh, you know. Like, I mean, I always bag on, like, like yeah, blah, blah. But, like, I I always commend people that get through it, especially with having this, because it's so difficult. It's so diff and I don't um, think I could have done it if I hadn't been a mature student, if I hadn't already mm, done all these other things. I got married yes, and um, yes. you know, worked for a decade plus and yeah. understood myself <laughs> a lot better. Um, yes. Yeah, like, it was mid-law school that I was, you know, um, that I mm. conned on to like, oh, I think there is a thing about me that I don't understand yet. I think this is, this yeah. is what it is. This is the name for it. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I did so much better. I did so much. Yeah. And then it like, it explained why you had these two seemingly contradictory things going on. Like you're just fucking mm. like sucking <laughs> at these basic things. And then, but also yeah. being like, really connected and turned on and like about learning and about mm. concepts and about systems and things like that and it was such a yeah. 
it was such a wonderful feeling to kind of understand that these two things are not contradictions, but they're actually um, related. Like I'm talented in this way because of these other things. Like they're actually, that's right. it's, it's, it's me, it's still me. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah. And you're right, like, it does take you time. Like, um, like I never knew a gap year was possible. Like, I oh didn't know taking you time off the year was possible. You to my mom. Right? No. <laughs> oh, my parents either. They were like, what do you mean? Like, what do you know? And it was always, like, the message, like, you're going to uni. It's like, okay, but for what? Yeah. And, like, yeah. and, like, I was in uni, but I enjoyed the volunteering. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed mm-hmm. jumping from, from course to course mm-hmm. and then going, I have no idea what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Then jumping to a training. And, like, it just you know because of course like yeah like you said like for them it was just knowing that you were going to get through you're going to be safe mm-hmm. you have a backup yeah. right yeah. and just and yeah, yeah but it, it's, tough. it's tough and like um so I'm I'm amazed I'm so I'm grateful that you, you and I'm happy for you Thank that you, you, you've gone through and you've done that so yeah it definitely yeah. helped you like um I guess you know uh see your positives and, and your strengths mm-hmm. as well and also your weaknesses yeah, but yeah in, in, if anything that helps you understand yourself more yeah. and I think that's what I wished I had done because like I'm, I'm you know looking to do it anyway in the future it's like you know with this time frame and also knowing now why I struggled mm-hmm. it, it'll help me then it because it just makes you more knowledgeable of, of what you can do yeah, right? yeah. And, and I um, think just like I'm just that there was a period that I'm not all the way out of is thinking that okay now I understand myself that means that I will never struggle again mm. Like I won't be late yeah. for things ever again, or I, yeah. I won't need to ask for an extension ever again. And that's yeah. not the case either. Like, like <laughs> accepting yourself means accepting that sometimes, like you can't manage it. Sometimes you'll miss mm. something, yeah. and then like yeah. figure out a way to know what to do next, as opposed to from, yes. as opposed to like just completely imploding and then needing to take yeah. to the bed for however long. To- <laughs> yeah the, the shame spiral recover yeah exactly yeah. such a, yeah. it's such like it just it's a process yeah. right yeah. just allowing yourself to go through it mm-hmm. and understand what works and what doesn't yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big yeah. thing um and like I think the best way to describe it is is that we both went into the tertiary education system blind yeah because like un- like completely un- we were, like Ill- like unequipped yes. ill-prepared like yes like yes. there just wasn't yeah. the infrastructure socially like I I, mm. I went to the university that mm. like I met one other person who was from my suburb and that's just through sheer mm. luck everybody else was like <laughs> oh my god you come from like the inner west mm. oh my mm-hmm. god is it like mm. safe there like <laughs> all these oh, fucking yeah. private school kids are like <laughs> like poking at me like I was like in a zoo or yeah. something yeah that's true there, there would be times where like people would come from central coast central coast was far from the coast yeah yeah and like and they'd be bagging on me and I'm like I travel less than yeah. you what do you mean like, talking about? and like you know they're like, oh it's like a two-hour journey I'm like I'm an hour and a bit and it's just, what and what? like yeah, why did you do know. this to it, yourself yeah, yeah. yeah. um but that's it. Just, mm. just yeah. Uni was interesting. I, I think I, I enjoyed mm. being there because it forced me to do things. It forced mm. me to actually engage, do the things I needed to do. But you know, then of course, when it was like online options, I just was like, no, I can, 
don't have to be accountable. It's just, you know, I think which is horrible. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's such a, again, everything's a double-edged sword to me. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, online learning, I think online it's, learning. you're just untethered. I think that was yes. so, so hard. Um, especially, mm-hmm. like, especially trying to get like, your thoughts over your a thoughts very over. strained internet connection when everybody else in your apartment block oh is also. <laughs> As on the same, yeah, yeah, on Netflix or like, or like yeah. playing games or whatever. <laughs> and you're trying to like, like what am I learning? Yeah, you're trying to articulate a thought, and everybody doesn't oh. understand it, and it's just oh god, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. But like sitting in the tutorials, oh. God, I'm like that's mm. the best. Like you're you're on, you're, you're, you're switched on, it. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's that's, that's ADHD great. like catnip. You know that's like yeah. <laughs> catnip. Yeah, I feel like so many people with ADHD. Um, I denied the opportunity to experience this kind of Socratic method, democratic learning thing, just because they wouldn't get it to make it to the end with something like quote unquote useful. And I just think that like, it's such a disservice to the fabric of society that we have to, you have to go to university to make it worth it in terms of like, how much financial return you can get on this financial and time investment where like it's all about that and it's just like it's not that I want people to like go to university and like waste time and not do anything useful but I just I just think like I meet so many people and I know so many people who like would have benefited and would have just just deeply deserved that experience of feeling your brain in real time change and grow yeah. um, as a result of yeah. being amongst other people who are also learning new things. Um, yes. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, it's, I feel like it's just going to be like, a, it is, it's a big, big thing to try to tackle, um, especially in a system that is already so old and, you know, yep. functioning yep. at a rate that is already pumping out all these amazing students. Yep. but. Like, again, it it depends on how you, you're able to really structure yourself and, and fit a mould, right, that doesn't suit yeah. you. Yeah. Um, like, like, even but again, when I speak to people <laughs> who are studying, like, mm. teaching, they're like, yeah, pedagogy is broken. Mm. Like, the, the model yeah. for, like, <laughs> the model that yeah, we've been right. using is, is ancient. It's so like, broken. It's beyond out, it outdated. Is. And it doesn't work for anybody, uh, absolutely. really. Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't work for barely for anybody but like you you chuck in a person but it's with there a neurodevelopmental thing going on it's just like oh mm. maybe yeah yeah <laughs> it's like how dare you yeah that's right it's it's a whole thing right like I yeah I I think I'm like I'm happy I'm not ready yet to 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 get back into the education system but I think it's definitely possible mm-hmm. like I've constantly been enrolling myself like I'm like oh mm-hmm. yeah that's still and like you know what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have time, like, you know, yeah, check a podcast like, and everything in there. Oh, my God. There's, <laughs> but a very full plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, like, like, again, like, there's just, I, you know, I meet so many neurodivergent people and, and they're all so smart and intelligent and that's the only thing that is stopping them is that the environment does not succeed in helping support those brains and, Mm-hmm. yeah like like you know they always go oh everyone's like different modals of, of learning it's like no mm-hmm. like it, it's just they can't process the same information as, as much as someone else can and 
yeah. And I think it's funny, it's ironic because there's all this information out there and, you know, everyone's trying to put in their all their two cents in and it's still not being heard. Um, and it's it's as, it's the same as like when you provide a scribe for someone who's injured a hand, right? Mm-hmm. Can't you then provide someone a room that is or, or like room or space to mm-hmm. to do a test that might not work? Because like I remember being in an exam and just um, exam rooms and just I couldn't focus because mm-hmm. I you know my mind was everywhere else because mm-hmm. there was noises going on. There was constant. Yep. Yep. It was everything going on. Um, yep. While I was very much used to doing that in a high school sense because that was the only way I knew how, mm-hmm. uni was very different. Yeah, you know? because and, that was like um, one thing like in like in mm. a semester where it would be a complete yeah. status quo shift. Like there's no yeah. – like, it's a huge – It was a consistency. It's, yeah, exactly. Mm. So like you hadn't b- had the time yeah. to build up a familiarity mm. <laughs> with that whole process. Yeah. So, of course, it's overwhelming. Right. You don't have – Mm. The, you know the frame of reference the experience to tune things mm. out and it's it's physiological as well as mental and cognitive mm. because your ears mm. are picking up so much information and like when mm-hmm. I think about you know how we have so many synapses that didn't get cut away I mean mm. you're you're being activated by your environment when you're That's supposed right. to be thinking <laughs> about all the things that you've been learning in the past three months or whatever <laughs> Oh. like it's all there it's just not it's not coming out <laughs> exactly 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 oh. and um and like yeah yeah and I just it's just the, funny. like the inverse thing where I was like okay I've I finally kind of built up a process and like a protocol for like how to <laughs> fucking like rip exams up like in-person exams <laughs> I'm there I get it like I, I, I know what the outfit is I know what to eat for breakfast um right. you know and then yeah. boom you're doing the in- you're doing them at home now. <laughs> no, yeah, death. Oh god, immediately, yeah, immediately no. Like, it was horrible, oh, horrible, horrible. Oh god, I like I yeah, couldn't. That's right. I couldn't adjust. Like I had almost like the mirror image version of what you experienced, where it's just like I mm. everything in my environment is telling me that I'm not mm. in the exam, but I am in the exam, yeah, yeah. and all I can think yeah. about is this kind of. Uh, you know cognitive dissonance I'm completely preoccupied with how weird this mm. is and I and I'm not yeah. I'm not thinking about the best way to articulate a response to this short question yeah that's right that's right it's probably the best way to describe that yeah it's just your yeah your world is turned upside down because you're just so used to something mm-hmm. and it changes one simple change I mean like I, I'm I'm as flexible as the next person like I'm very I mean we're you know we become so um good at adapting yeah to things yeah, yeah. because of you know how we've grown up mm-hmm. um and in the, in the situations and environments we've been in but again like because we're we're trying to tap into becoming our authentic selves yeah. and learning how we really work yeah. it's really important for us to step back and go no is this working for me or am yeah. I just forcing myself yeah. for, to make it work for me yeah right? exactly and exactly so trying to change that narrative yeah yeah, yeah. um so important um I feel like we've gone on a huge tangent, but my favorite, great tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, apart from schooling and and um, and work, uh, what else has um, been difficult um, being neurodivergent for yourself? I think the like so many of us, especially uh, women women with ADHD, it's been the emotional component and Mm. um, coming to terms with how 
has impacted the way like my relationships and how I am in my relationships and um also just emotionally developing I suppose like understanding how like understanding how like when things go wrong how it feels how it feels disproportionately big but for me the like the internal experience is much much larger it's much much louder and um yeah just finding ways to like learn not to let people around me and to hurt myself um it's been so i guess I don't know if I'm being a bit vague, but yeah, just like no, yeah, right. the like just melting down and understanding what goes what has to happen what has to happen to mm. to result in a meltdown. Like I, you know, taking mm. accountability for you know what I say and do and how I'm acting, and also yeah. like understanding that like you can't solve problems with shame like you cannot just throw more shame at it because that's what i have been doing and i'm sure a lot of people have that as a they're like chosen fuel because you you just like push harder try harder um you know schedule harder plan out harder um it'll it'll be fine right because that's that's the problem you're just not trying hard enough but it's not the case Mm. because it is not being honest with what's going on with you. Like if you can be curious and kind, um, you are going to have actually a more accurate assessment of what's going on with you, you know? Um, That's right. And yeah, just trying to um, shift into, you know, kindness and curiosity as being the way that I push myself and everybody else around me. I feel mm. like it's made a huge difference in my relationships, in my family. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel that it shifts the way that my family interact with each other. And I feel like it's been mm-hmm. a really good thing um, where my diagnosis has yes. ripple effects in my own little yeah. corner of my pond. So, yeah. Yeah, good. Oh, I love that. No, that's, um, I think when it has when diagnosis has a positive effect on yeah. your community it makes it makes it so much easier for yourself to accept doesn't it yeah. and it makes it yeah. more comforting and, and reassuring and just so supportive because yeah. I think after a post-diagnosis journey is big because you know while getting it is also a big journey I think after it it mm-hmm. becomes there's so much awakening happening oh, yeah. right like there's so yeah. much change that's happening but yeah. yeah and for the better though and I think yeah, it's great that you have a supportive network and I always say that like if you do have a supportive network it yeah. makes it easier than, yeah. it, than it has to, you know that it should be so and it's, oh, there's so, so many great. more now like um I'm actually yeah. like, I, I feel like it's a common experience that people with ADHD especially women um mm-hmm. there's like a mm-hmm. feeling of being an alien not really mm-hmm. um like missing things and being very mm. afraid of like the fallout of missing something obvious and yeah now the landscape is so much different like it's not it's not that it's that i'm not saying that this stigma has completely evaporated or anything like that but it's Mm. very very different (laughs) than what it once was like um Mm. i'm in so many groups now and i have you know so many friends now that have it and understand the experience of having Mm. it and it's just mm. so affirming like it, I, can, I cannot mm. like speak highly enough of how important that is to have 
community um, in that way. Yeah. Um, that you don't feel so alone. Like other people are struggling as well as you. And it's not just you. You're, you're not uniquely flawed or broken or whatever kind of like negative thing you've internalized um, from your from your past or recent present or whatever. You're, you're, you're a person and you're going through that's things. Right. And there are other people who are also going yeah. through them. Um, and that's, yeah, yeah that, that's life-changing. Mm, absolutely. Um, and I always, I, I like to, um, like always reiterate that, 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 yeah, like you're, you're not. And that's why I think part of the reason why this is, um, why this is here, like the podcast is here is because I always, I mean, when I first coming out of my diagnosis, I was like looking for people that were also struggling and not mm. everyone's upfront about that. Nope. And like, I wasn't while it is nice to hear them. Yeah. And that's okay. And like, it gets, it's a process, right. And um, like, while you know, there is a lot of great positive um, aspects of having it and all that. It's like, sometimes it's just nice to be like real about it and just be like, look, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not alone in this. We're all mm. kind of struggling and Hey, like yeah. this is what you can do to combat it. Right. And I think that's part of the reason why finding my community was through here. And yeah, and that's why this is so yeah, like you said, like, important, like that you're making yeah. this space. Like I'm, Oh, like, thank you. I'm so much admiration for like the oh. the gumption, the goal, like to to actually go. No, no, we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna do this. We're going to make this space where we're going to talk about it. We're not going to like live in silence and shame and just kind of yeah. like try to much, like productivity yeah. plan ourselves back into this kind of Ugh. normality or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just a it's a sucky self uh, self silence thing yeah and it shouldn't yeah. have to be because because no. we're out there talking to a psychiatrist who talks about it to millions other to thousands yep. other people yep. and like you know, bank. you're just one <laughs> that's right and we're doing this for free so you know it's fine <laughs> it's cathartic it's like it therapy <laughs> yeah i love i love to um, yeah. <laughs> exactly so um yeah no that that means a lot but uh yeah i'm i'm happy i'm always happy hearing when people are very open um whether or not you are like you know again it is it is difficult to accept it but that's always again it takes time and um Mm -hmm. but when you are is that when people still embrace you and still you know don't look at you differently because I think that's something that we always think about after it's like oh what are you gonna think now and it's like yeah no difference yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah I'm like still like at my big age I'm still grappling with the deep pain of like people not liking me or people thinking mm. or like and it's and I'm probably going to have to learn it painfully a few more times but like you know mm. it sounds really cheesy but I love it so I'm going to tell you it's like rejection yeah. is protection okay so when oh. people are rejecting you they are telling oh. you up front that this is not good for you this is not for you and something better is for you right so like and I also kind of uh also refer to as like like auto elimination like self-elimination so some people so sometimes the trash takes itself out right and (laughs) they'll just they'll just nope themselves out of your life and that's actually oh my god (laughs) i love sorry i'm writing that down that's just that's just amazing i love that (laughs) you're so fun um no i like i like both sorry keep going (laughs) it's just like oh my god i just I care about you know like I care so much I want I want you to like me right but then like yeah, yeah. it just if if you lied to me it was because I'm 
doing I'm acting like antithetically toward myself so actually it's good you don't like me because it means I'm being who I am and I, you know we don't have to hang out <laughs> you don't have to be in the that's same right. space yeah you don't have to force yourself that's one thing I'm trying to learn now it's like yeah don't yeah. force anything that you know not becoming yeah um when you said rejection is protection funny I have my own cheesy saying I'm pretty sure I've learned it from somewhere or I, I just I, and I loved it it's connection not perfection um yeah I love that so too. like if I'm if I'm talking to people and like they don't take me and I'm just gonna be myself like I don't have to mm-hmm. be perfect but no as long as I talk to someone that's a great thing because yeah. at least I'm yeah. still me um yeah, yeah so that's just like and like, like if there's no that stuff up because I'm just yeah <laughs> and if it's and then if there is yeah. perfect communication I forget where I read this but if there is perfect communication um like hypothetically that then there's no point in communication because you're just you'd only give it really get that from yourself mm-hmm. you know you're yeah. the, the point right. the, the thrill of connection is that you're talking to somebody else different to you and that yeah. there is the risk that comes along with being vulnerable and that is like the thing that makes it special you know and yeah, yeah. That's the fun. only way to not make mistakes is not to take the risk of and you just stay stagnant in stasis and oh. that sucks that's that's Boring. his own yeah that's his own death right that's its own quiet death right Mm. Um, yeah I love that Mm. connection not perfection I'm a recovering perfectionist so I'm gonna speak that with you I feel well I think I like the whole rejection is protection so I I like that one Mm. I'm the recovering RSD so (laughs) it's a good one and the whole self-elimination oh my god it was so good yeah taking out the trash I like that I like that a lot um yeah well you know I'm gonna I have three more questions for you um already so great to learn from and, and to talk with and I hope we still have con- I'm sure we'll stay in touch. um <laughs> um well you know we both live in Australia we're both in New South Wales mm-hmm. um do you think our health system has helped you um it has and it hasn't so I'm late diagnosed uh, mm. and that means that throughout my entire school years and throughout my adulthood and all my contact with professionals, nobody picked up on it. Only mm. I picked up on it, um, which is the bumpangal aspect. <laughs> um, yeah, like my teachers just like, I can't, I can hardly blame them, but they just kind of, kind of mm. went, oh, we've, we've got this bubbly, bright girl who's just a bit flaky and a bit forgetful. Um, mm. but I was already pulling all nighters in high school. Like I was already mm. doing unhealthy things to try to keep up and compensate and nobody noticed. So yeah. in that respect, like there's an F, um, yeah. <laughs> but I had a very relatively lucky goal of it in that when I did bring it up with my GP, she was not into it. She was like, I don't think so. Mm. And I was like, respect your opinion but respectfully I would still want the referral <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah she was to her credit she was like sure like I'm interested to see what the psychiatrist says what they what say, they say. Yeah, and yeah. you know good on well, her. like good on her she like she was not she was cool about it she was like oh well you yeah, do yeah. and and it made sense because her her son her young son has it so she's obviously very primed mm. to a very particular presentation um right. of what it should look like because she was like, initially, mm. she was like, the only reason you'd want to diagnose this is to get medication, and I just would never prescribe it to you. I'm like, cool, 
glad I'm not, I don't need to go to a zoo to get my medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, so like, um, and you know, I didn't have the terrible of um, the, you know, year long wait list to contend with. Like I had a bit of cancellation mm. and this was five years ago. So it was very expensive, but it was not as astronomical as it is these days. Um, like trying mm. to get like my siblings diagnosed was um, considerably more difficult. They had to wait longer. Um, I think for one of them, like he only got an appointment because my psychiatrist was familiar with me as well. And I'm just like, oh dear, like if, if, if you don't have so someone, reason. yeah, if you don't have someone, mm. you could just be in limbo in, in like in the nether, <laughs> the nether world. Yeah. Um, it does for happen. an indefinite period of time. So I think, and you know, as has been mentioned on your podcast previously, like the the rolling back of bulk billing in so many practices is not going to be a good thing for me <laughs> um, either. Um, yeah, so it has and it hasn't, and a lot of yeah. it has the good stuff has been largely due to my self advocacy and being lucky enough to be yes. like articulate enough and to benefit from the experience of other people who have been um, kind enough to publish and disseminate their experiences. Like this is how you need to approach a diagnostic appointment. You need to not put mm -hmm. your, your practitioner offside because actually they're human beings with egos that you need to navigate. They actually will be standing in between you and what you need if they yeah. are like, if you set them off, right? Um, which yeah, shouldn't yeah, be the case. That's right. Um, no, shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. So you know, standing. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. I'm glad you got there either way. Like, I mean, you yeah, know, same. Like, in, it, in terms of, yeah, just all that because it is. It's still, it's, it's still a shit fight. It's still grueling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that yeah, like I think everyone, not a lot of people realize this, and I had to learn this the hard way. Is that yeah, you have to advocate for yourself too. To get the right answers, um, yep. whether or not people yep. believe you, whether or not you have to convince someone, it's ridiculous, yep. right? And yeah, um, and that's part of the reason why I like I ask because it's not to come at our system; it's more just to gain an understanding where mm. we're really failing our 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 community because mm. it's real. It's very much real. It's just the fact that we are being silenced and it's pretending that it is just an invisible condition. Mm -hmm. um, yeah so yeah no, I'm very interested to that that, that happened and mm. to your friend actually like that yeah that's that's unfortunate I'm glad that you know they as well got theirs but to have it go that way it's it's not exactly fair um no it's and again not, I mean we like, hear these stories yeah like, yeah, yeah it's about mm. just like um we needed to get it get it done and I'm glad it, like we could get mm. like get it rolling like and it and like yeah get it done mm. um yeah. yeah but I'm, I think I'm glad that as well that like your GP was still allowed you that mm -hmm. you know that space to kind of go like okay sure go go and you know yes. chase that thread because a yeah. lot of the time they'll just be like no you don't have mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. yeah that's like I've, it I've heard like I've been in um like groups where people are sharing their experiences mm -hmm. and you hear um something uh, it's such a it's so often like you're too smart you're too clip and it's mm. and, you know you're too accomplished mm -hmm. you, you don't you don't mm -hmm. seem like you mm -hmm. have it you know you're not bouncing off the walls blah 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 <laughs> like oh. um and I just there are so many things that um 
this is like the importance of like the ongoing professional development like you can't just like study uh your degree and then like never update your qualifications like it's Mm -hmm. we're not not frozen in time (laughs) that's true yeah there's so many new things popping up so it's very important to keep yourself informed it is whether or not you're professional it's just in general right yeah Yeah. yeah. like the my psychiatrist like good on him like he was very like upfront about the fact that it would be incumbent on me to become an expert in myself and my condition and but you know lucky for him I've already I'd already done the reading so I was like don't worry I got this I had been hyperfocusing for like months before I got to the chair like I've done it I've done it all like I've done the reading yeah 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 um so yeah, yeah like I made I think I made his job really easy because I was just like I like I know I'm doing everything yeah, yeah. like I'm doing all the skill yeah, stuff yeah. and now it's time yeah. for like the medicine stuff because I'm doing everything yeah. I can do um with mm. on my own and yeah I'm definitely right. a big definitely proponent of like getting the medicine getting- if you mm. feel like you need it and mm. Yeah, not not feeling mm. not not feeling like needing you to take it furtively in the bathroom or anything like that. Like no, yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, people take Panadol. That's it. Like people take whatever. Yeah, I I feel like I always bump into the same. Like it's it's the same thing though. It's true. Everyone has the same um, idea. It's like like use it because you need it. Yeah, like I'm wearing glasses. We're wearing glasses. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to walk and... around just doing this all the time when I had to wear glasses exactly and like like talking to you know women like yourself it's like hearing them and they're like you know some people might not use it some people do and and like again like some people don't agree with getting a diagnosis or a self-diagnosis and that's fine like I think as long as you are you're right you're using those strategies that will serve you and that are actually helping you function at a in a way that you that will help you know yeah, yeah help you manage your every day exactly and um, like your your, it's very your your particular situation is individual so I'm like that's right I'm like I'm not anti-self-diagnosis at all mm, I think no, like really right. think about right. it because it's like it can be dangerous mm. to seek a, an mm. official diagnosis depending on what your goals are and what your like Absolutely. what demands are, there are on you I think like yeah especially I think like conditions like like autism like you'd be precluded mm-hmm. from migrating to certain countries, like just mm-hmm. like breathtakingly ableist, yeah. you know, things like that. And, yeah, you know, if you absolutely. want to go into like, a, like a health profession, like there are, that's another consideration, yes. you know, like it's, it's a lot. Yeah. There's, there are so many barriers. Yeah. And so like, if yeah. you're, you know, not in the market to become someone who takes medicine, there are, you know, there are mm. so many things you can do, so many, like so many community resources it. about mm. it. Like you can go on your journey, mm um nevertheless you know without sort of like shelling out like these exorbitant amounts you know if you're if you're if that's That's not your you know if that doesn't really fit you then then don't you don't need you don't need it if it does if you don't need it you know um yeah but yeah yeah no that's right I think as long as it works for you it works yeah um and you're not harming anyone else and you know it's yeah yeah it's all good (laughs) Um, no, that's true. But no, speaking of resources, what helps you? What kind of resources or apps or things help you manage your everyday? Oh man, I'm a cyborg. Like, it just. 
So like I have a lot of like um, external brain things. Um, but I think mm-hmm. the resources that really helps like in a more sort of like overall sort of hum- like human way would be like mm-hmm. like two books. And they're mm-hmm. like not groundbreaking or anything. Um, one of them is uh, Marie Kondo's The Life Changing Magic of Tidying oh, Up. Yeah. And it's yeah. not for everyone, but I think mm. I've received it as a very ADHD friendly um, philosophy, essentially, because it mm. really takes into account the fact that there's a huge emotional component to um, mm. your your living space, essentially, like taking care of you. And I think there's so much emphasis. Mm. It's very like Cartesian where it's just like, we need to just like, like brute force, use our brain power to overcome any difficulties we have. And that completely um, erases the fact that we're like, not brains and vats, we're like whole people and we have bodies and emotions and brains. And they that's what makes mm. up a person. And if you don't take that that's into right. account, you're missing a huge part of the picture. So like, making an environment that is for you you know like understanding yourself to the point where it's like i i need a like a static place where keys have their home and i don't really have to think about it again because Mm. i've made this place for my keys you know or like yeah um you know I, i don't know like i have my office out in my like where where a dining room should be it's kind of weird but like mm-hmm. this is what i'm working with and it works for um, you yeah it works for me yeah yeah and just like yeah. um understanding that if you're someone who's like really overstimulated and you're mm-hmm. constantly receiving like an ongoing stream of information understanding that mm-hmm. helps make it more, make sense make, that make you sense. maybe want to arrange your space in a way that isn't overstimulating you that is actually giving you what you need um so yeah mm-hmm. And I think the other thing would be like, um, like bullet journaling, like actually going to oh, yeah. the bullet journal method. Like everybody always says this, but it's just, it's like, it's the OG for a reason. Ryder Carroll was diagnosed <laughs> with ADHD himself. And that's why he like came up with yeah. the system. And I think it's just like a practical yeah. way to sort of like function in a society that has this artificial construct of time. Because mm. I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, I'm time have that time agnosia thing, like time myopia. Like, oh, yeah. what is time? Time yeah. is fake. Time but... blindness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, like I think, I think, yeah, time agnosia. Like, yeah. just not understanding, having that that sort of concrete concept of time, um, the mm. way that um, is useful to sort of mm. um, navigate one sort of like yeah. modern life. Uh, it's it's a really good tool uh, just really to be able to uh, yeah frame things uh, yeah. time box things in a way that just helps you get through things you know um yeah yeah oh that's so good I yeah I didn't know I I think I definitely did try the bullet journaling um but it is worth a shot because it is if you're very creative it definitely brings that out I feel of you. like the um, creative thing um is is a big draw to it But I would, yeah. if anybody is like new to it, I would say like avoid like the play, like Pinterest bullet journaling because oh, it, yeah, don't is, look at that. it is not, that's not what the utility is there. It's like full. it is literally mm. like, it's, it's not about that. It's about um, mm. kind of bypassing all this 
free structured diary things and like getting you to sort of really engage with what's what's important to you and how do you want to spend this resource that you have being done um and like yeah you know sketch out what is actually useful and relevant to you um yeah you know that's that's kind of your priorities yeah 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 and just developing this kind of reflective practice um to sort of you know have like set intentions try to come back to it Mm. see how it went like you know and practicing Mm. like non-judgment and like acceptance for like how things did go and but not kind of in a way where it's like you're resigned to repeating things that you don't want but in a way that is like oh I could maybe try a different thing or you know like yeah yeah like just befriending yourself I think is one of the things that I really like about the practice um but yeah I wouldn't Mm. buy the course or like (laughs) get the official oh God, no. that's too um, much no don't yeah. do that don't do that that's that's yeah no. do how it however it'll, yeah, it'll yeah. speak to yeah. I, borrow I, the book I from definitely... the library get the get the yeah. mini book get the pdf <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah I definitely did the spiral of, of like creative like I went yeah bullet training great and then it just kind of yeah I was like oh, okay no it's too much um yeah. and then I got into like habit habit tracking mm-hmm. which helps so it's like similar mm. but yeah. it just made it more yeah guess, sorry my yeah. dog's in the way <laughs> and I think it's just like important with those tools that we're always going through like seasons of things like you go you're always going to have that like ebb and flow of when something's working well for you then it will stop working or you won't need it for yeah. a while and then not building up like this kind of shame scar tissue around that thing just like le- letting it be okay to come back to things I think um has been really helpful just not sort of just giving yourself the permission to sort of be like I'm gonna put this down for a while and I'm just gonna like yes I'm gonna free range myself for a while I'm gonna have my, yeah. give myself some unsupervised brain brain time and then yeah. when I need the structure yeah. like to come back to it um mm. yeah very important to have the brain breaks I find yeah. because that yeah. just yeah. allows you it doesn't limit you to just doing certain things so if, yeah yeah because, you know, you hear the whole thing where it's like, we need, we crave routine, but we also don't like the structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think it's just like, you want yeah. the novelty, but you also want mm. the, yeah, like you, like we love, like I love the feeling of build, building mastery and building competence mm. in a new thing. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, that's the thing where you have to repeat it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it takes it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like. Um, it's no longer fun and shiny no no (laughs) yeah and like just doing really like things that might seem silly to other people you know like like Mm. I have a timer like it's broken but like I would have like a timer on my like vanity because like I'll Mm. get hyper focused when I'm getting ready to go somewhere and I'll completely Mm. mismanage my time but if I have this little Mm. rectangle that beeps every 10 minutes that helps me mm. kind of stay in contact with the linear flow. <laughs> yeah. Of the amount then of you'll get it. You'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. or like if you like, like just don't, I just stopped worrying that it would look silly. Like other people don't need it. Mm. Therefore I shouldn't mm. need it. But like, if you need it, you need it. Mm. And you're, yeah, it works. Yeah. It works. So don't, yeah. Yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like not putting on the glasses when you know they may help you see better. Like, that's right. Yeah, you don't need to squint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. 
you don't want to make it any worse for you because it'll just exactly. disadvantage you more right yeah like why suffer yeah like, don't suffer? don't suffer That's needlessly right. um like, yeah. like it's like, like i think that is i think that is the a testament to like how deeply the imperative to perform is that it seeps into your mm. private time where you're not being perceived mm. by anybody but you have this sort of stand-in audience that you're like oh if somebody were there they would look at me, what I'm doing and be mm. like that's fucking weird and it's just like mm. you know eject that person eject the phantom um from the auditorium <laughs> and just yeah. just be weird be weird yeah yeah do it do the things that help you yeah. enable you to do everything you can and um oh this is saying it's like um oh I lost it. I was just thinking about it the whole time that always happens We're, holding on to a thought and goes away in the middle of the night like just message me what it yeah. when, when, yeah, when it occurs, when it occurs yeah, to you yeah. the most yeah. inopportune time <laughs> that always happens seriously oh, always it's like Oh, there you go. It's like for, you know, you're doing things for the better quality of life. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it, it's not affecting anybody. It's mm-hmm. just helping you. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's very important to stay true to yourself and do things. Yeah. Like if you need it. Yeah. If you need to have a hundred timers, if you need to have yep. all the books around you, if yep. you need to have, like, I have a lot of reminders on my phone, yep. but I schedule them. Like yep. I put them in categories yep. and the colors help yeah. me. Like I found that like, you know, visual mm-hmm. and like I like I have a creative space like I'm mm-hmm. here like uh, you know you need to have that structure but you know make sure that you allow that like yeah. allow that to happen so that yeah. you can be the best version of yourself yeah sorry yeah and like yeah um, just like human yeah. like a human dignity man like just don't yeah. need to like be true yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And otherwise yeah it's right like you said you'll suffer more you don't want to do that yeah and like for what yeah like for what <laughs> exactly exactly um before i ask you the last question i actually did want to ask and curiosity and also if you wanted to share you don't have to um but in terms of relationships and you know how it made that better for you um i sorry we have a, i'll have to write this down sorry i have we have an inspection happening today just as you oh. do um <laughs> everything's just happening today. everything's happening yeah <laughs> yeah um that out. i'll just wait for them to Sorry. It's all good. I had like an inspection for like the last place we lived yeah. in, like every Saturday morning. Yeah. And uh, it was oh, yeah. such a drag because um, my husband, Nam, and I, we, at yeah. the time, we were DJing clubs yeah. every weekend. So yeah, it was just, sense. we would be, we would be oh, deep in rain, like Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this motherfucker would be like, we need to show this place. And it took forever to oh, sell so because it was literally like oh across God. from the train line. So it went on for months oh, and no. months and months. <gasps> yeah. Oh, how grueling. It was. Oh, my it, God. That's just, not fun. At some point, I just stopped. I just, I would sleep through it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's like, fine. Because I'm just like, I don't care, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is not like, my problem. Yeah. You can yeah, bloody have the inspection. Do whatever you want. During my hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just come when you come. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. What I was saying was... um you're talking about like uh like yeah in respect to relationships because obviously i i want to get into like the like reading about like how it does affect marriage and adhd because i know it has and it Mm -hmm. does um but we like you know we manage ways of how to yeah do that and like deal with that but you don't hear about that often Uh, Mm -hmm. i want to ask you if like um you you sought 
diagnosis before you were married or after? After. And um, okay. yeah. yeah, like it, it really, it really helped because I was already, um, I was not just trying to, you know, um, be more functional. I wanted to mm. find a more peaceful way of yeah. existing in my skin. And um, absolutely, you know, if you're unhappy, it's very difficult to um to like exist peacefully with other people like with another person that even if you love them a lot um so yeah like just being able to understand myself better the simple the simple like like learning one of the things about adhd is that you you like um you know interoception you 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 kind of have a less strong understanding what's going on with you internally it requires more um effort right um that in itself helped me to kind of not blow up about things and you know it's not like um, um like i feel like <laughs> when i lose my temper that i'm like this like a werewolf you know like i feel like uh <laughs> like i've like i've you shed my girl skin and i'm like just all teeth yeah and, teeth and claws and fur right um and (laughs) people around me have reported that it's not the case it's not as terrible Mm. as Mm. you know as the shame spiral tells me it is but it's still not pleasant Mm. to go through um Mm. and yeah just being better about knowing how i can like be I don't want to say control because that feels very dominating, but to be at ease with my inner like experience and Mm. knowing that um, I can't, that I'm strong enough, like, and um, I I, I don't want this sort of sound um, kind of very competitive and and like uh, violent. And what I mean by strong is that like, I'll be able to weather the rolling emotions. Mm. Like I can survive it, mm. and I, and yeah. knowing that helps keep the panic down. It helps keep like the lashing out down, and being mm. like, okay, I feel like I'm having the moment. I feel like a strong feeling is coming on, and I can, you know, I, you know, you come back to it. You you mess up, and then you you do you, you do the rest and repair with the person. Like you talk about it when you're not activated, when you're not. Um, this is what I was feeling, this is what I heard, this is what, um, and you, you know, you come back um, with your person and, you know, you mm. do your best to just keep the at the forefront is that whatever it was, it doesn't change the fact that you've, you know, you love that person. And that's kind of the the touchstone, like ground zero is that mm. I, like we're in this together and, mm. um and that is the most important thing. And we're going to work on whatever else it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, for sure. And that just reminds me of this other thing. Like um, it's such an under-researched thing about mm. um, like people with menstrual cycles who have ADHD. And oh, how, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I think <laughs> if we had more just openness about how your body mm. is doing different chemical things throughout mm-hmm. the month and knowing mm-hmm. that you know you, you have a different physical physiological schedule and so if you're trying mm. to like 
do really difficult things on your bloody period. It's, it's just, mm. it's, it's not the most it's ideal just too much. scheduling, yeah. right? Like That's schedule right. something else for that day, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, I think the other, the, the other thing that has been huge um, is involving my partner in my like fertility um, tracking mm. so that he yeah, understands okay. like what is happening Where you in are. my body at this time. And, and this, mm. and that, and that means, you know, this and this and this and helping him understand where I am. Like we just have, it's like, it's like making a map. It's like making like signposts, just making things mm. more legible and you can navigate mm. that together as opposed to, oh, it's mm. just bloody my responsibility uh, to make sure mm. that I'm, yeah, that yeah. I'm like being safe and that I'm like, you know, it's actually like, you can't, yeah like it's it's a it's a team thing right that's right team effort that's right yeah <laughs> yeah no it's um that's right are they you know I, I asked with the marriage because like yeah I like you don't hear a lot about how much it does affect you know it can how much you, you do yeah. you do hear about how much it affects um that person who's been diagnosed but you don't always mm-hmm. hear from the other side and I always ask like I'm always reflective and I always ask like my part, like my husband and I'm like, you know, how do you, and like, we're always working mm. on it, but like, yeah, you don't always hear about mm. it. And I love to read a lot more on like ADHD and marriage. There's a lot of books out there. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's nice to hear it from your end, but I also like the, like, yeah, like it's so true that there's so little research about how it does affect you in the menstrual cycle. Cause it does. Um, I think I remember mm. listening or hearing something that was like, you know, the week right before your period is the worst because you're mm. lacking so much dopamine already. Your brain doesn't mm-hmm. even have that naturally. So then mm-hmm. you're just in all sorts. So, mm-hmm. you know, like people don't realize how much it's it does affect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's right. And just how yeah. much it does affect women, you know, or, you know, like, I don't, female, female body parts really. And I mean, like I can't speak for male, um, but it just there is just like, so like much men more do have their involved. own hormonal cycles as well like mm, like mm. Their mistake. Think, it's just it's God, just, that's right it's yeah. been it's it's not it's not marked it's not it, you know it's not yeah. like it's not it's not uh yeah I don't know how else to say it's not marked in discourse it's not marked in like yes. common sense what what the the corpus right. of knowledge that that makes up common sense quote unquote um but just mm. the simple knowing that your period is like it was I was I went to so much adulthood um being surprised by my period and going mm. and then having that relief like just just thinking like oh my god everything sucks I'm an awful person blah 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 and then oh and then you see oh it's because my period is here and it's just like if you're if you're in touch if we're not in denial about the fact that you have a menstrual cycle you can actually mm. like get through so much more easily where you're like mm. I'm I'm most energetic I'm most um able I'm at my highest capacity I can forecast it from here to here that is yeah when, that, that that is when it's a good time for me to socialize that's when it's a good time for me to like get the bulk of this project done and when mm. you know the sun is setting on my energy levels that's when I'm going to keep my schedule free and I'm not going to demand that's too right. much from myself um around this time mm. and you cannot you can't always always mm. plan perfectly around it like i think my first court appearance was on my or like very close to 
So there was no oh, wow. way I'd be like, oh, hey, magistrate, I can't make it because from, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's oh, none of that. Yeah, I mean, but that's like, different. <laughs> yeah, but there were other things I could yeah. do, like, yeah. like um, I could, like, make it so that was the only thing that I had to really, mm. um, yeah, do uh, and not pile on other things, not like, not start anything on. new, mm. you know what I mean? Because we're, yeah. boy, do we love that new, new thing smell. It's great. <laughs> new hobby rush. smell. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, yeah, I, I value everything you said about everything in general um, the past hour and a half. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I, I think, you know, lastly, apart from saying, yeah, how much I value just what you said and, and all the experiences you've had has been very important to highlight, um, not only as a female, but as um, a first-gen um, Asian Australian. So it is it's not always we don't always get the opportunity to hear from people um you know from your background so it's always great to to have you here yeah. and understand that uh, yeah, yeah. No, i'm really thankful for you for sharing um but last but not least um what is a message of hope you'd like to leave for anyone listening um i think it's um let me see there are so many things i guess what did I write down? I think just that you're not alone. And I think it's such a hard thing to hear and really receive because it sounds so cliche and you hear it a lot. But um, if you can muster the, the like the enormous effort it takes, because it's not that it's easy to reach out. Because if you can, if you, if you can do that, like just you know, send out an SOS and keep trying and keep and keep um you know fighting for what you need and keep like reaching out to find where you fit and find people um it'll be worth the effort um and you know i don't believe that it has to suck forever um and it, so if you're struggling i just i really like i really feel for whoever is still kind of not kind of quite on their journey yet or they're trying thinking about it um and uh i think also just to um be like i'm there with you in spirit like i'm also moving away from like the shame of it like yeah you don't have to be ashamed um and yeah i just uh yeah just a lot of love like just like yeah just sending you a lot a lot of love whoever you are thank you Kat. I'm sure that will mean a lot um, to anyone listening, as well as myself. It's, um, it's true. You're not alone. That's right. Yeah. You're very much not alone. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review it on Spotify. To catch the latest, you can follow me on Instagram at nyntpodcast. And if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, send an email to nyntpodcast at gmail.com. Please remember that the content in this podcast is not intended to provide medical advice and should not be relied on as such. If you are experiencing any health concerns, you are encouraged to seek advice from a medical professional. Not Your Neurotypical podcast aims to create an informative and supportive safe space for neurodivergent individuals and their allies to connect, learn and grow together. Each episode is recorded on Gadigal land, Sydney, Australia, hosted and produced by me, Raylan Sebastian, with music composed by Hubert de Monteverde. Thank you for joining me on this journey and stay tuned for the next episode.